Hello and welcome to Her Ambitious Career, the success podcast for corporate women who want more from their lives and careers. Each week, we share career and leadership strategies to help you set stretching goals, own your value, build visibility and credibility, gain recognition, get paid and confidently take your career to that next level. Whatever your ambition, let's do this thing. Now, here's your host and career success expert, Rebecca Allen. Ladies, welcome on in. It's cold, it's chilly, it's winter here in Sydney, maybe not everywhere in the world. But it is very, very chilly here. And I am joined today by Anne Bodica, who is an image consultant with Image Confidence. Welcome on in, Anne. Well, thank you. Thanks for having me again, Rebecca. I'm so thrilled you're back. We've had lots of conversations in the past. And today I'm really excited because we're going to be sharing lots of tips on how to wow with your winter wardrobe. So if you're wondering about what to wear to work and how to sort of stand out from the crowd and exude confidence as you go into work, this is absolutely the episode for you. So, and I'd love to start off, let's talk about that concept of executive presence and how to actually, you know, go into work and exude that confidence when it's winter and when actually all you want to do is wrap up warm and stay in your socks at home. Could you give us some tips straight away as to how you you know, you help your clients do that? I tend to find that if we focus on the type of garment that they're choosing, so generally it's going to be a structured garment like a blazer, which has more, um, if you think of the opposite, which is a, a, a loose long line cardigan, which is lovely and cosy and everything like that, that exudes a level of casualness something that we'd wear on the weekend, you know, or out for coffee or something like that. But if as soon as you pop a blazer on, that structure tells us and that more tailored appearance tells us that you mean business. So, mm. And also a collared blouse rather than one without. And I know that workplaces are a lot more casual than they used to be, especially post-COVID. But if that's what you're, you know, looking to do and raise the bar and and maybe even be looking for a promotion within that work environment, those are the sort of things you can do. Also wear leather, you know, like leather boots rather than sneakers. I think that sort of ups the game as well. Um, opaque fabrics, of course, and who's going to wear one that's a bit more see-through anyway at any time in the workplace. Um, and the other thing is darker colours. Now, that really is important to be within your palette though. So I'm not saying that every woman should go out and buy a black blazer. I am not. <laughs> um, if she suits black, well, then well and good. Um, but then yeah, there are other alternatives to that. Is it a green charcoal, a green grey? Is it a navy? What sort of navy? Is it yellow-based? Is it blue-based? Is it something that's in a gorgeous, rich chocolate or tan? So I think having understanding your colours really helps you look and feel great, but it also helps with raising the bar if you are wearing those types of garments that I, I mentioned before. 
And what are your thoughts? You know, you're talking about fitted jackets and structure, which I really like the idea of. And there's nothing more effective than being on online meeting, for example, and throwing a blazer on because literally you're sort of seeing your shoulders upwards. And mm-hmm. that sort of structure here just instantly makes that difference. Mm-hmm. But what are your thoughts with full suits? So whether that's, you know, a trouser suit or whether it's a skirt suit or otherwise, you know, what are your thoughts around around that? Or, you know, or the alternative of having something that doesn't na- naturally match from top to bottom Mm. look i'm all for separates but i always say if you're if you're buying a jacket and it has a matching skirt or a matching pair of pants buy it um, because a you can wear it as a suit but then you can use the two items as separates and then it becomes very very versatile Um, you can get a lot more mix and match options with that Um, but if you don't buy the pair, you know how many blacks are out there. They're 20 million thousand blacks. So you tend to find that the blacks are not exactly the same. And even though that's not a big deal, you know, it can make a difference if you were, for example, going for a job interview. We want to look optimal. Yes. So what would you say, Anne, are the best ways to sort of stay warm in the winter? Because obviously the tendency is to want to wear wool or to wear something a bit heavier. But if you're, Mm. like you say, going for an interview or if you're going for a a big meeting or something like that and you really want to impress, you don't want to kind of look like you're, you know, the Michelin man covered in something really, really heavy. What are your thoughts around staying warm but still looking really professional and crisp? I I think the key is to wear lots of lightweight layers and Cotton is less warm than wool, so a fine merino wool, and you can get that in places like David Jones and and even trekking stores these days, they have the very fine merino wool. And if you have layers and layers, it looks less bulky because the more bulkier, the more, um, how should I say, chunky the clothing is, the more casual it appears. So, you know, for example, I often wear, I know this sounds jerky, but I wear a singlet and then I wear um, a lightweight um, long sleeve Spencer. Then I'll wear my blouse and then I'll wear my jacket. What's a Spencer? Oh, a Spencer. It's just a, a lightweight, long sleeved, it nearly looks like a long sleeve T-shirt, okay. but it's made out of a finer fabric and it's there to to be an undergarment it's never to be shown on the outside and it just it's an extra layer to keep you warm just an extra layer well, I wonder what you that. call them in the UK I'm not sure to be honest Marks and Sparks sell, sell oh, Marks and Sparks sell everything don't they um but yeah I'm not exactly yes, sure what you call that but I mean of course they exist I know exactly what you mean I know what you're afraid to um so layering up is the key yes um, and even the scarf Rebecca yes if the scarf is of a finer wool and and or even a silk scarf, it's going to look better than the scarf that you wear on the weekend, which has baubles and yes. a thick a thick knit. We we want something the fine knit. Yeah, yeah, something lightweight. Mm. Um, and the thing that I always like to do is, if you've got sort of a, a sort of a single color on top, is to find a really jazzy scarf that might have the you know one piece of the color that's in your blouse in the scarf, and then it's not sort of clashing. It's actually really complementing what you're wearing um but I like doing one or the other having a plain scarf and a complicated blouse or the other way around and having a kind of jazzy you know scarf and a plain a plain blouse um on that note actually what would you suggest you could do to jazz up a sort of a basic suit look 
where you are using quite monochrome colors or simple colors what would your thoughts be on how to add a bit of your own authenticity or add a little bit of color to that I, I think I love that term adding a bit of your own authenticity there because any accessories give you an opportunity to express who you are the suit in itself is very classic and it doesn't offend anybody and it's very very classic in its style so when you add accessories you're choosing them because you love them nobody goes out and buys a a scarf that they don't love nobody buys a necklace that they don't love nobody buys a brooch that they don't love so Mm -hmm. there's your individual and personal style then is allowed to be brought forward and I love that so brooches have made a huge comeback and I would say to everybody if you've got some you know even if they're your mums or your grandmas or some that you've bought yourself a modern way to wear them is to wear them in little groups rather than one which can look a little nannerish um if you if you the Queen Elizabeth together or even five small ones together on a lapel and just that idea yeah that you put them on the lapel yes yes um also um, I would say if you've got a waist, if you're a person who has a lovely waist, then you can always put a belt on the outside of your coat or your. if you've got a long gelée or something like that, you can put it on the outside to actually show that waist off and make sure that it's a, it's a really high-quality leather um, So because that's going to become a focal point. Yeah. Scarves, exactly what you said, Rebecca. I mean, it was such a good tip. A scarf with multicolors, so long as 90% of them are in your colors, yes. um, it, it can work really, really well. And then how versatile is it? You can pick, you know, today it's going to be that raspberry that's in it, tomorrow it's going to be the blue that's in it, and that can be the top that's underneath. Or, as you said, mix it about, not necessarily about accessories, but it could be your top. It's got mm. multicolors, and then you draw, you know, from from the colors in the top. Yes, yeah. yeah. I've had conversations and with friends more than clients about jewelry, for example, when it comes mm-hmm. to work and what jewelry is appropriate. Because, you know, there's a, the line of thought that if you have again too funky jewelry when it comes to work, that that's inappropriate. I'm not sure I really buy that. I suppose it depends on the the corporate environment you're in. But I think the way that I look at jewelry is not to have competing jewelry so I wouldn't have like enormous earrings and an enormous necklace for example I would choose one over the other what are your thoughts around accessories like jewelry and you mentioned brooches earlier but do you have any thoughts around the jewelry that you might have around your face um, and how that can either distract from what you're trying to achieve or actually enhance what you're trying to achieve well I, I think again as you just alluded to the fact that we've got to be very mindful of what the workplace environment is if it is more on the conservative side like lawyer solicitor accountant etc if you rock up with you know big tiger earrings or something like that there's there's going to be some you know looks I guess (laughs) (laughs) but say you were not that conservative person and you were in that industry how do you then make it your own without stepping way outside the boundaries of what is appropriate and accessible. And to me, it would be just slightly upscale, whatever it is. So instead of being a diamond stud, is it more like five cent piece? Can mm-hmm. you go a bit further? Is it more 10 cent piece? Yes. Is it? Is it? Are you able to wear something that's a bit more dangly? 
you know, I think they're things to try and if you're not quite sure, I would ask. But in saying that, I would also say just try it out and see what kind of reaction you get. And if then if you can tell if people are going like, you know, you get that vibe, don't you? You just know when somebody's thinking that's not right. Can you tell me about these earrings? And, yes. and they might say, well, you know, actually we're going to see a very important client that's spending a million dollars a year. I'd prefer it if they were a bit low, more low-key so that they can mm-hmm. focus on the message rather than your earrings. Yes. And then you can run with that. These days the rules are a little bit more skewed. They're a little bit more flexible. Because I just think, you know, if you're trying to deliver a message or something like that, you don't need anything really that's going to distract from from that. I mean, I'm all for authenticity. And I'm all for sort of showing up as who you want to show up as. But I also believe that you have a purpose, right? An outcome you're trying to achieve. And I think you've got to do yourself the best favor you can to deliver that outcome, whether it's to deliver a particular message in a meeting or whether it's to influence a decision or whatever it might be. But it's about creating your outcome and doing the best you can to create the outcome. So set yourself up for success with accessories that are not going to distract from that, I suppose. I was going to say, I've just had a lot of clients lately that have made a decision to leave corporate mm. because they can't they don't feel it's them I mean I think if you are in that environment you've got to there are certain I guess guidelines around what to wear and if that's not resonating with you then you question well this am I in the right place yes or is it the right right work environment and I think mm. a lot more work environments these days are very open to individuals showing that they're individuals within some boundaries. Yes, I think that inclusivity is such an important part of how companies are looking to be more competitive, quite frankly, and attract all the right people. So, yeah, I think there are some shifts happening 100%. So, I mean, as a stylist and, you know, a colour consultant, essentially, obviously different people and our skin tones and our hair colour and eye colour and all those sorts of things impact the colours that best suit us. But, you know, are there particular colours that people should wear in winter? Are there particular colours that we shouldn't wear in winter? Is there even a rule like that? I'd just be kind of interested on your thoughts on colour and what's in maybe for winter. Well, at the at the moment, there's a lot of neutrals about. I've, I've just found that if you need a great winter coat or you need, you know, some a great blazer or some workhorses like pants skirts things like that that stay in your wardrobe for an extended period of time whereas your blouses you tend to and shirts you tend to swap out a bit and scarves as well the smaller kinds of items in your wardrobe look I would say the key to all of this is to know your colors so I'm not a trend follower to me when I'm working with a client it's all about what suits them and if someone's got beautiful brown eyes, warm hair and and a yellow undertone, I'm going to be leading them towards gorgeous olives and browns and chestnuts and all of the colours of autumn that you're seeing right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And if they're on the cooler side and, and they're light, I'm going to show them those beautiful grayed off and, and blue-based greys and rose browns rather than, than the tanny camely browns somebody who's you know got vivid coloring and deep and dark and more on the wintry side I'm going to show them the deeper colors so I think it really is based on the individual and in the stores at the moment there's a little bit of everything so it's a great year to be topping up the wardrobe and finding those key items that are going to 
you know, stand you in good stead for years and years and years. And I, I do recommend to everyone to hold back on what's trending if it's not you yes. and if it doesn't yes. suit you. Wait, wait it out. You've got plenty in your wardrobe, I'm sure, <laughs> to keep you going. Um, yes. And wear those things that really do flatter you and make you look as healthy as you can every single day because there was this wonderful research done at Princeton University. It was about how long a person took to decide whether somebody was competent, likeable, mm. dominant. I can't remember what the other one was, but there were only four things. And they popped people's faces up and then the participants had to decide one of those four. Now, in the past, it was seven seconds to create that, that first impression. And they found that it only took these um, participants, on average, one-tenth of a second to, to make decide. a decision. Yeah, to label it's you. It's so essential. Yeah. Yeah, so we only see body language and we only see what, you, what you're wearing. And I know that to some people they go, oh, it's so trivial, it's so, you know, shallow, but we're humans and we all do it. Yes, 100% all. we do, 100% mm. we do. Mm. And I think coming back to the point earlier, you just don't want to do anything that is going to distract you from your mission, right? And if you're mm. on a mission to deliver a particular message and you want to be seen as credible and you want to be seen as somebody who's an expert in your field, then do yourself a favor and give yourself every best opportunity to sell that vision, right? And if that means seeing a stylist, for example, and getting some color consultation, if it means wearing an outfit that really just instantly positions you as the expert, well, why wouldn't you do that? Yes. You know, yes. It's, it's a bit of a no-brainer, really. It, it's a help or hinder situation, really. Yeah. I was just going to say, you talked before about confidence and when somebody looks in the mirror and actually likes what they see and thinks, hmm, I, I look okay today, there's a, a raising in vibration of happiness and joy, but there's also a, a level of self-confidence, not an egotistical thing, but a level of self-confidence that is undeniable and it's intangible, but yes. everyone else around you can feel it. Yes, and it really, really helps when you're in the corporate environment and, you know, you have got a lot of people to meet or you're presenting to get your point across or whatever it is that you're doing, that level of confidence, as soon as you walk in, people can sense it. That's it. And, mm. you know, that's that's the authority. You want to go in there and assume your authority. And if you do that, everyone else sees the authority too. That's how I look at, yeah. at that. Absolutely. Um so I've got one funny question to ask before we wrap up, Anne, which is the idea, you know, like are cardigans in or out? Because I kind of, I like a cardigan. I yes. never wear cardigans to work, ever. I just don't do it. I don't know what it is. I wear them at the weekend. But what's your view on cardigans? Seeing as it's winter, we can talk about cardigans freely. What's yes, your thoughts? Yes. Um, my thoughts are they're definitely in. In February, Vogue... UK actually had a whole uh, an article on four different ways to wear a cardigan. Now, I think cardigans definitely have a place as to when they should be worn. So, in the office, if it's not warm enough and you need an extra layer, then a cardigan is such a great little extra layer that you can put on. If you're meeting your peers or customers you should pop the blazer on mm -hmm. um, but definitely around the office and um, on the weekend like you wear it, it there is no reason why you can't especially if it's in a lovely tone that suits you and flatters you and um, you know isn't an 
kind of a garish colour. Take consideration um, what material it's made from. Is it a beautiful cashmere? Is it a lightweight wool rather than something that's, um, say, ribbed, for example, that might might come across as more casual? So just keep in mind that the, the fabrics and the materials that the, the cardigan's yes. made in. And, and also take into consideration the neckline that's going to suit you best. Is it a round neck? Is it a V-neck? And, again, anything that's on the chunky side is going to be seen as casual. That's more weekend wear. Yes, that's a really interesting way of looking at it, actually. The lighter weight it looks, that the sort of more streamlined it looks, the more likelihood it is that it looks more professional. I think that's mm. probably about right, actually. Absolutely. And if you do happen to have an item or a garment that you know, your instinct tells you that it's not quite working, pop a scarf over the top of it so that we don't see that neckline. It's actually yes. hidden by the scarf. And then yes. you can use it more. But don't cover the brooch. Oh, don't be covering the brooch. <laughs> if you've got a brooch on a lapel, don't cover that up. <laughs> I love brooches. I think they're really pretty. Yes. Um, and thank you so much for coming on again. I always really enjoy our chats. I've always got to get some lovely tips um, from you. Thank you so much for your time. Pleasure, Rebecca. Um, and if, uh, you know, listeners want to connect with you, you can go to the website, which is Image Confidence. I will make sure that it's on the, um, the show notes. Lovely. Thank I will you. also make sure that there is a link to your 21 days to kickstart your style, which is a fantastic guide that you can get hold of. So I will also make sure that the um, the link to that is also in the show notes. Could you just um, give us the URL for your website, Anne, before we go? It's imageconfidence.com.au. Beautiful. Thank you. Because we are in Australia. Yes, <laughs> Anne we are. and I are actually both in Sydney, aren't we? Yes, we so, are. Um, yeah, we're both enjoying this gorgeous blue sunshine, but it's quite chilly at the moment. Yes. Yeah. So thank you so much for joining me, Anne. Um, I really look forward to speaking to you again soon. Terrific. Thanks, Rebecca. Bye for now. Such a pleasure having Anne on the show again. Anne was actually in one of our earlier episodes where we were talking about styling and how styling can actually enhance or diminish your personal brand. So I will make sure that there's a link to that episode also in the show notes if you want to learn more about styling. But you know, personal branding is really our area of expertise when it comes to career coaching and career development because we find that so many of the ladies who come and work with us are struggling to really um, gain that recognition that they want at work and be heard and be seen and be seen as that go-to expert. And if that's something that you're really looking to achieve and really looking to elevate your position within your company, then you might want to get in contact with us and find out more about the work that we do with our clients. We work specifically with corporate women. Um, you can go to illuminategrowth.com.au to find out more about the work that we do in a coaching sense and a leadership sense. Um, and you can also um, grab one of our free downloads, which is the seven habits of female execs who get promoted. You can get that by going to rebeccasfreegift.com. We like to keep it nice and simple. So if you go to that website, you'll actually be able to download that straight away to your inbox and get started with those strategies straight away. Thank you so much for joining us as ever. And I will see you again very, very soon.